It's another Sunday night, another month in comedy, and time again for another roundup. Tonight on the panel, we're going deep on a classic piece of 90 nostalgia and pure Canadiana. Street Sense, the network show that taught a whole generation of Canadian teens about buyer beware, is back with a new cast of comics and content creators diving into the do's and don'ts of life and money in the new millennium. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and of course streaming coast to coast Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network brought to you of course by our good friends at Hakeem Optical helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. In this case tonight on the roundup helping you read your bank balance more clearly because we have our producer Vince Tedesco on the line. Vince it is of course the end of yet another month in comedy it's time for another full roundup panel. Uh, We're switching gears here tonight though we're getting into some classic 90s CanCon in a way so some of our listeners will remember the show street sense it was a network show on cbc back in the 90s it was sort of geared towards teaching young people how to be smart with their money buyer beware what products to avoid uh basically stuff that teenagers were blowing their money on at the mall what stuff to avoid what disc man is good how to stay out of student debt things like that uh and of course now we are in generation TikTok. we are in the age of content creators digital platforms social media all-stars so cbc has now on a new platform brought back street sense for a whole new generation so it's yeah it's all about gen z street sense right street sense was you know it of course launched the career of jonathan torrens who later on went to have his talk show jonavision and of course most of our comedy audience will know him best as j-rock from trailer park boys infamy Uh, So it launched a lot of sort of young comics and actors. It was a network show in the 90s, but now it is back on an all-new digital platform for really an all-new audience. It's kind of, it's it's going to be interesting to hear what, you know, what the post-millennials, I always want to say post-millennials, post-millennials. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Right? And Gen Z, what they think about how do you sort of scrape by financially now? I mean, coming out of a pandemic, obviously, That is through the roof. Everything is so I needed treat sense this morning because I spent seven dollars on a coffee. So good thing that the show's coming back. I probably need some of this advice. I'm like, I'm the original crowd that the original show was aimed at, but I probably still need some of this advice, even as I skyrocket <laughs> towards 40. So, anyways, we got a full panel, Vince, here on the roundup. The all-new cast of Street Sense right here on Inside Jokes. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And, of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. In fact, planet Earth-wide, if you are at home and have the internets, I really hope for your sake that you do, because for two and a half years, we've been able to do literally nothing except that. But it is, of course... The end of yet another month in radio and another month in comedy. And that means it is time for another full roundup panel. Tonight on the show, we're doing something completely different. We are going deep on some 90s Canadiana. Uh, We are talking the reboot, the remake, the new generation of the 90s classic Canadian network show Street Sense, which of course taught an entire generation of young Canadians how to sort of be smart with your money. Don't buy 
dumb things that you don't need products to avoid which i feel like is probably super timely right now because a lot of us have been sort of stuck at home for two years ordering things online that we probably don't need uh but we're gonna go around we have an all-new cast of content creators comics actors hosts producers performers who all came together for this new street sense cast aimed at an all-new generation which again i think is something completely different coming out into this sort of weird post-pandemic life we'll go around the panel we have carly how are you doing tonight oh i'm doing great how are you we are fantastic i it, it's always funny i mean we've been doing this show two years we haven't been in the studio with guests and it's kind of funny because obviously this entire show this entire remake of street sense you're entirely digital this is your platform this is where you live and broadcast this is like familiar turf for all of you we're just sort of figuring it out for two, two years. Yeah, this is a regular old day. And it's great because I have a superiority complex. So if we can really <laughs> exist in these spaces where I feel better than everyone, I'm my most comfortable. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it is always funny because we have so many content creators and sort of comics who completely moved over into the digital realm mm -hmm. during all this. And those every week, those guests are just like, yeah, this is normal. This is what I do. Uh, we have Mercedes on the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I love your enthusiasm, Dean. This is getting me hyped up. I really, I mean, and I'm going to, of course, get into this with all of you, how much, you know, you were aware of the original series and all that stuff. I was sort of that generation that it was aimed at. Um, I won't say my age, but it is old. But I was a teenager when the original Street Sense was on. And of course, Jonathan Torrens in the original cast. So I was like, oh, okay, that's a bad disc man or whatever to buy. So I, I remember that show quite well. Uh, we also have Anisha on the air with us. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, I am fantastic. And last but certainly not least, Creo Walters is joining us. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having us. So, I mean, before we get into sort of, you know, obviously this exists on an entirely new platform. It is very much skewed towards this current generation and, you know, what the sort of buyer beware stuff is all about now and what things are like financially for millennials and Gen Z and just people coming up in their teens and 20s and 30s now, because it's obviously a very different uh, financial landscape, but I'll go around the panel. How familiar were all of you with the original show? When, the, like, how did this whole sort of, I wouldn't even say it's a reboot, it's sort of the offspring, it's for a new generation, but were you all sort of familiar with the original one, or did you kind of have to go back and check it out and go, okay, this is what it was all about? And I'll really throw that to any of you. Well, I think well, it's, it's really, it was really fun because a lot of us had to do a lot of research when we got started. Um, and that was really exciting because we are a little bit young. However, I would like to point out that I have some very late night memories of tunes <laughs> playing and uh, the occasional uh, weird consumer. I, I, I remember things being thrown into a fiery pit. So I yes, have some, some deep seated memories there. Um, yeah. But really the original is almost reminiscent or sorry our show today is almost reminiscent of the original because if you took a bunch of our pieces and squashed it together it would almost look a little bit like the original but yeah I didn't have too much to go on it's kind of fun yeah the original one did have very much that yeah there was the whole fit for the pit so they had a segment where they would take products and go this is not worth your money this is a faulty product or whatever the case was and it would be thrown into this fake fiery pit because of course it was 90s canadian television so there was that <laughs> campiness there was that like oh yeah you know kids in the hall air force kind of like Definitely. silliness injected sure. in there yeah. uh so for you going back and watching it like how did this whole thing come together did cbc approach all of you because they saw what you were all putting out online and go okay well we want to rebuild this thing here's the perfect sort of crew to do this like had any of you overlapped or worked together before or was this all sort of brought together 
Uh, do we want to just go in order then? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, you can jump right okay, in. I'll yeah. start. Um, so I kind of like, yeah, pandemic started, got bored and started <laughs> talking into my phone camera and then ended up uh, with a following. And then, yeah, CBC reached out and I originally was like, this is a phishing email. There's no way this is real. <laughs> like, I was like, I am not qualified for this. And then uh, we went through the process of uh, like auditioning and self-taping and stuff like that. And that's when I kind of learned everything about Street Sense because I wasn't very familiar with the original, but a lot of the process of us uh, getting to this point and getting on this team was a lot of watching and like breaking down the old uh, original Street Sense. So that's kind of where I learned uh, everything I know now about the original. Like the old original format. I mean, it's 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 such a true point too, Creo, because we were talking about this last week. I mean, we've had a lot of panels on this show lately that are, you know, new comedy series on CBC Gem, let's say. So CBC has been really good lately at sort of finding who's actually out there, who's putting out digital content, who's building these followings, who's doing this new stuff and giving a platform to these younger artists and new performers and going, here's who we should be putting on network shows. Here's here's whose stuff we should be greenlighting. Here's who we should be putting on festivals, which really is something sort of new and exciting. It didn't really happen in Canadian television and Canadian entertainment before. They're actually reaching out now and saying, here's the content creators right now that are building their own audience we should get on board with this and give them a platform for all this stuff. Was that sort of how that happened for you as well, Mercedes? Yeah, like I think especially when it comes to CBC, I just actually am wrapping up my bachelor's degree of journalism at Ryerson right now. Yeah, she graduated. So, <laughs> so uh, honestly, like I never even thought about this kind of combination of content meets journalism meets performance meets acting. And I expected when I came into this job to have you know, all these kind of like square, typical capital J journalism folks um, on the team. And it ended up being something completely different with so much variety. And I think it's something we talk about a lot as a team is like the fact that we all come from different backgrounds and we all have yeah. different sort of like performance qualities that we can combine with journalism is, is something that's totally new and exciting and just so much fun to work on. It really is. It's sort of like this, like, a team that's assembled of because you all come from like content yes. and acting and theater and mm. you know podcasting and comedy and journalism and all these different pursuits that sort of like really all plays into what this thing is because the original of course it was sort of like edutainment or infotainment it was like yes it was comedy and there was actors on the show but it was also like yeah we actually want to teach something to younger viewers and and sort of make them financially smart which by the way i think there's a lot to get into there because we do live in a world where, I mean, even if the pandemic didn't happen, it's like student debt is insane and it's super hard to like buy a property or anything like that or get, you know, solid financial footing and sort of climb out of debt and all this stuff. Like everything has just sort of mushroomed so much in terms of like cost of living and and what you can actually afford as just a young person trying to scrape. Oh yeah, like I'm never going to buy a house. It's just not going <laughs> to it's just not going to happen. Oh, and that's okay. buy coffee instead. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Let me buy my avocado toast and we'll be fine. There is also, and I think I'll pick all of your brains on this when we come back from the break, but there is also sort of this, I think it's a misnomer, but there is sort of this idea that, okay, the current generation is just like not smart with their money and that's what it is. And they don't think about debt and all that mm -hmm. stuff, which I think is sort of a really 
just a big false blanket to throw over everything. Because I think what our parents and generations before us don't understand is that it is, it is actually just harder to do a lot of this stuff right now. You know, those, those days of like, well, I'm 22 years old. I'm going to buy a house and get married. Like, that's not really a thing that's possible anymore, especially if you live in an actual city. So anyways, we're going to come back into this new reboot of Street Sense on the Roundup right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, my name is Allie Pearson. You are listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and of course coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you of course by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you read your bank balances more clearly. How about that? Because we are talking the all new street sense. This is being financially savvy, buyer beware, all of that stuff geared towards the generation right now. And it's kind of interesting. So we're talking with the panel before the break about how, you know, you all came from these different backgrounds of producing digital content and acting and comedy and journalism and podcasting and all this stuff. And CBC sort of just reached out to you all and sort of assembled this team to, to, to reboot this show for a new generation. It's kind of funny because a couple of seasons ago when COVID first hit, on this show, we were talking to a lot of comics about what's this weird new platform called TikTok. And everybody just thought it was just sort of this, like people were doing it because they were bored, which is probably true because we were all very bored. But we saw it as sort of this kind of like, eh, whatever, temporary, fun little medium. A lot of comics were flocking over to that just purely out of necessity because they had to try and figure out some way to reach out to an audience. But this version of Street Sense is a perfectly good example of the fact that in just the last couple of years, very rapidly, TikTok has become an entirely new platform unto itself. You're seeing network series and projects get completely greenlighted based off of that. And it's now a media platform unto itself. I mean, for all of you, building this show and bringing this show back and living and working on that platform, how how much do you think this is the way that sort of TV is going to look moving forward? Do you guys think that sort of the age of just like classic network tv flipping through your channels and all that and obviously this is cbc brought you together but do you think those days are sort of over like do you think this is where things are headed now i feel like we've sort of um acknowledged as a team and i think that they established this when they were preparing the show as well is that we want to be where teens are which is on tiktok right now so you know we could totally try to make a 40 minute long show to stream on gem but are 16 year olds really going to watch that and i think what we found by being on tiktok is that we are where teens are living right now. So yeah, they might be watching streaming, but what they're scrolling through for 90% of their day is actually social media. So there's something very unique about this kind of time where I think teens have found almost their own little niche, little part of the media landscape that is theirs entirely. And we've kind of filled a little bit of that role um, as their financial advisors, which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sorry, Carla, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to jump off of that. And I think that um, oftentimes when we're talking about TikTok or TV, it's like an all or nothing uh, thinking of like, well, now it's just going to be TV. And then in 2050, it's going to be Google Glass and we're all going to be watching things on our glasses or it's all going to (laughs) be uploaded into our brain. We're going to get Netflix. Just put it in my bloodstream, baby. But I think it's kind of both. Like, I don't know. I came from a traditional comedy background, like performing live, doing the festival circuit, things like that. Love it. 
But I, like Korea had said, and like most people had said, you talk to those comics beforehand. We all flocked yeah. to TikTok when the world shut down out of yeah. necessity, you know? I And I think both can exist. Right now we're on TikTok because that's yeah. where the teens are and we want to find them and get them. Um, but also, <laughs> you know, teens do watch TV and they're on the streaming. So I think that uh, hand in hand, it's going to be an yeah. interesting maybe baby, a baby think- uh, between daily digital and TV. Yeah, because I think there's a, I think there's a spot because like even my like cousins and stuff who are teenagers, they watch TV, but they watch TV in a very passive way for the most part. Like it's watching TV, but they have their phones and they're going to scroll something at the same time. And so, but half the time they're paying more attention to what's on their phone and the TV is kind of just like background noise. Yeah. So we could, there's a world where we do the opposite. And we're on the TV and we're just kind of background noise. But when we're on the phone, they're going to like pay attention to a little 45 second clip as opposed to paying attention to like nine 45 second segments packaged in one TV show. You know, even though a lot of this stuff is digital, it's on this platform. I think another thing we are seeing is sort of this revival in a way of network comedy and content mm, again if you look yeah. at shows like baroness von sketch and then even more recently tall boys like these shows that cbc have okay. picked up and it's like that's yeah. something that hasn't happened in like 20 years you know the network's going out and going let's see who's on yeah. stage right now and give them a show that never happened yeah before. you know yeah. Been- it kind of goes hand in hand they almost work simultaneously yeah I feel like the hope also for us is that we can gain some loyalty through social media, through TikTok. We know that now more than ever, people who are consuming social media have very short attention spans. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to get them to commit to a 30 second video than it is a 30 minute episode. But ultimately, like Mm -hmm. if they love what we're talking about and they're connecting to it, then I think that eventually we can kind of branch more into that space. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I've found in my own personal experience with like ending up with a platform and stuff even like pre street sense is people just want to be in touch with whoever they're watching and there's like the idea of fandom i feel like nothing is more no one can figure out something more than a fan base like let a taylor swift fan base decipher one lyric for three months no they could have found out who killed jfk like they could have no they found him never mind they They found out who killed jfk if they (laughs) if they care about you they will find anything yeah because of that true and they will ride for you forever so because of that i think there's a there's an advantage to something especially like financial literacy where they get to go on this journey with us of us figuring out stuff and learning stuff in real time that they, our audience also is going to be able to learn in real time, which I think is super beneficial. Well, and the four of you have, you sort of have an interesting challenge with this as well, because as you said, you exist on this platform where it's really all about just grabbing people's attention quickly and keep, and, you know, keeping it entertaining, but you're also, you, you also want your audience to walk away with something. You're trying to entertain them and do something interesting and completely different from everything else people are inundated with, but there's a message in it. There's something you want them to take away. There's a lesson in it. And it's tough because yeah, we, we, we live in a world of quick little sound bites and short attention span and just scroll, scroll, scroll. There's so much content out there to consume. So like you have to do this version of street sense that is completely different from what somebody might see anywhere else scrolling through the, but you also have to leave them walking away, having learned something and having improved their life in some way 
and entertain them. And I think it's in that space where there's just so much and everything is so fast, it really presents a unique challenge. But I mean, I think in a way you can also have fun with that and go, okay, how do we sort of work within that framework then and make it our own? Yeah. And like to that point, like not everything works well in short form. That's why it's Mm -hmm. a challenge, right? Like there are some topics that are so nuanced that it can be a little bit impossible to try to fit something into such a short kind of segment, which we've realized. Um, But we're really fortunate to consult with a team of teens across Canada, which Mm -hmm. is beyond helpful. I know that's something that they incorporated in the original Street Sense as well, always having streeters and students involved and, you know, people who it's directly affecting. So that's how we're kind of navigating that challenge of like, okay, we have a a huge range of topics to cover. What are the really important ones and how do we make that sort of nitty gritty and short and something they can consume um, without sort of overthinking it? How much do, because again, I mean, going back to earlier, Anisha brought up, you know, the fit for the pit thing that was like a key (laughs) part of the original show. That was like one of the more like slapstick campier things that they did on there. But a big part of the the OG street sense was product reviews. Like here's Mm. stuff that, you know, this isn't worth your money. This is faulty, whatever, whatever. But we live in a completely different realm right now where it's like, especially during two years of the pandemic, People are just sitting at home with money they don't have, ordering anything they want off Amazon, oh, yeah. and yeah. that's sort of you it. And me both, sister. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, how much does that tie into this? I mean, is that obviously financial literacy is a huge thing? Because again, I think mm-hmm. I think it could be really daunting for young people now to go, "I'll never be like as financially secure as my parents or my grandparents." You know, like it seems impossible the idea of like buying a property or not having debt or having savings like all that seems we live in this very like paycheck to paycheck society right now how much does the product side of things play into what you do right now though a lot i would say a, a not overwhelmingly but we do a lot of product review and uh like dupe series where some a lot of times a very big trend online is you know oh this item is four hundred dollars but apparently you can get it from amazon for you know does it work? And I think that's important because when you're a teen, that's all I was doing. I wanted to buy things that I wanted, but I didn't have any money. And we live in an influencer culture too, where influencers are pushing products that are sponsored and maybe they're not disclosing it. And there's, you know, there's so much more advertising that these teenagers are taking in and there's way less transparency. Like I was thinking the other day and I was like, when was the last time I watched a toy commercial? Like on TV, I haven't seen one in forever. I actually saw one the other day that made me laugh out loud because it was just a big flashing light and it went mermaid high spring break y'all. And I was like, oh (laughs) my gosh. Just okay. (laughs) Okay. I would hope they're not marketing to you as an adult woman, but fair enough. Yeah. You know, there's before when I would watch TV, they'd be like, this is a commercial. Whereas now influencers are selling to these kids, their kids. Uh, So part of our responsibility is trying to get that transparency back on the internet again. That is true. And actually that's something I want to come back from after the break, because that is such a huge cultural thing on social media right now is, you know, unboxing videos and yeah, influencers going, here's, I'm very obviously sponsored by this and my entire show is sponsored by this. Here it is. I mean, you look at like ASMR videos now and they're like, (laughs) This I'm trying to help you relax and fall asleep, but also brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. So like (laughs) interwoven with everything. And it's crazy because, you know, YouTube isn't like this little hobbyist thing anymore. It's now a full blown platform. And you have people whose entire career is doing these videos out of their home studio and they're sponsored by massive companies and they're making like 
hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's a huge part of the culture right now. Uh, anyways, we're gonna come back with more of our roundup panel, more of the all new Street Sense right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, my name is Holda Hersi. The vanilla version of my name is Hodo Hersi, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and of course streaming everywhere there is internet on planet Earth on Global News Online. Brought to you of course by our good friends at Hakeem Optical because the world is stuck in 2020 and now your vision can be too. We are, we are talking to the cast and creators, hosts, content creators, actors, performers, the entire crew behind the all-new Street Sense, which is, of course, brought to you again by CBC, but coming at you in the digital world. And I think we were touching on something good before the break. Uh, Carly, we were talking about how, you know, a big part of the original Street Sense wasn't just the financial literacy and the sort of, here's how you avoid debt and have savings and all that, but it was, of course, you know, trying to debunk these sort of faulty products and bad consumer items that were very obviously skewed towards that audience. Uh, that's a huge thing right now, because as we were saying before the break, we live in influencer culture. We have YouTube channels and TikTok feeds that are entirely sponsored by products. And, you know, you have somebody whose content you watch all the time is all of a sudden saying, by the way, this is my favorite thing ever. You should buy this because I'm sponsored by this. So it's sort of like, you know, in the 90s, it was all about when the original Street Sense was on, it was there was always controversy about like, somebody brought up toy commercials it's like yeah they would market toy commercials specifically towards kids during like saturday morning cartoons and like candy and junk food and all that stuff but it was network tv now it's a little bit more sneaky in a way and a little bit more intrusive because you're watching independent content and online content creators but they're also sponsored by stuff and when you are somebody who is a huge fan of somebody's youtube feed let's say as their audience, you kind of feel like you know them and this show is for you and they're speaking directly to you. So all of a sudden, when you add in that element of, by the way, I'm brought to you by this product and I really like it and it's part of my lifestyle. It should be part of your lifestyle. There's almost like, it's almost like a sneakier form of advertising in a way that just mm -hmm. sort of came in through the back door all of a sudden. It feels like your friend is recommending a product to you because you cut, you've watched these influencers. I mean, you can think on YouTube or TikTok, especially a lot of people like to watch a person grow. So you get right. on board when they're not making money, you know, they have 10 subscribers or followers, and then you watch that grow and grow. So then you feel like you're their best friend in a sense. I'm there too. Like there's people that I watch and I'm yeah. like, I know this person, this person yeah. is my mm -hmm. friend and they do not know who I am. So when they <laughs> say something like, I love this product, even if, you know, I have a, I have a critical thinking skill to be like, okay, they're, they're, they're sponsored. But I feel like subconsciously you're like, well, if they like it and I like them, then I like this too. Then it's perfect. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And it's nefarious too. And, and even like not such an, I don't know, out there way. Like it's not even like anything is always like, this is an ad. I am sponsored by this. Like sometimes you'll see really popular TikToks with literally just like a can of bang energy in the front of every single one mm -hmm. of their videos. Yeah. So even if you're not, you're not thinking about bang energy, but now I'm thinking about bang energy. Now I go into the <laughs> store and I'm like, oh my God, Josh Richards was just drinking a bang energy on his TikTok. And that's, cool. I need I a want, bang energy. I want to be like, <laughs> yeah, I want to, you know, it's like, it's like the same way that they used to hire, you know, random celebrities to do infomercials. Like, you know, Absolutely. it's like people, 
people, right? they want to be cool. They want to be like the people that are presenting the products to them. And this is like that on drugs. Like this is like just a different yeah, level. It's just like, oh, sorry, Miss just continue. Yeah, no, Creo. Uh, I was just going to say, it's like the same thing where even like me growing up, this is the one that worked on me so well, was like growing up watching basketball and stuff and like being obsessed with the slam dunk contest. All of a sudden I realized I always wanted to drink Sprite and had no idea why. And then <laughs> realized that in like the early 2000s, they just started promoting the slam dunk contest with spoken word pieces about basketball and then just putting Sprite like on the court. And I was like, Vince Carter dunk between the legs. That's really cool. I want to Sprite. And so it's like the same thing where you're just like, I watched like this person do this thing and go outside and go shopping. And then all of a sudden you're like, I want to bang energy now. Like, it's just so sneaky. But a lot of them have missed that, you know, they're the claims that they make are not correct. And Nisha just did a piece on a protector, heat protector for people's mm-hmm. hair when they straighten yeah. it. Do you want to talk on about that? Oh man, that was really, that's a really good point. Um, it was a really cool video because this ad that um, was never once said it was an ad only in the captions, right? So you have to right. read, you have to make sure you look yeah. for that kind of stuff. Um, and she basically sprays uh, a popcorn kernel with a bunch of heat protectant and then puts them both on a hair straightener to see which one pops first. In, in her video, which was of course he- heavily edited, the unpopped kernel or the unsprayed kernel uh, popped right away and the other one did not. Oh my goodness, amazing. This heat protectant must be crazy. I tried it. And let me just tell you, the heat protected kernel popped first in both occasions. So it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense when you're watching these videos because you don't have the, you know, we get to, we get to go behind the scenes and try it. And we're backed by the CBC. So everything we're doing is rooted in facts, journalism, transparency, honesty. And so like being able to bring that energy to these really sketchy ads and these <laughs> really kind of sneaky um, sponsor sponsorships and weird videos. I mean, we get to bring that honesty and we have to bring that honesty, which is really cool. And it kind of, because I mean, something that the four of you are doing with this show that nobody has really done yet up to this point, because it's such new sort of, you know, uncharted territory is, is the fact that all these sort of sneaky sponsorships and advertisements and stuff that are embedded in people's content, people's videos, there's no way of regulating that. Like it's not network TV, Uh TV commercial, right? And you can have like the FCC or whoever be like, no, you can't say that. You can't say that to that audience. Mm -hmm. You can't make these claims. This is sort of, it's the wild west in a way. It's like, there's nobody watching that stuff. There's nobody looking out for that. So it's, people could kind of just do whatever they want. Yeah. They get away with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, we have a responsibility to our audience, but also to the CBC, which is not a thing that like any random influencer has. You can just be like, true. oh, I like this thing. And then someone's like, it doesn't work. And you're just like, okay. people also have a lot of fun people also have a lot of fun like posting lies online like they find so much enjoyment out of that they're like oh i me and my sister and it's not their sister but they just they just find so much fun in posting this weird lying video Uh, it's it's, it's honestly it's it's helping us become more accountable in our own lives as well like i we did a video recently about something called charm pricing where prices that end in 99 are designed to fool you to think that you're spending a whole lot less than you are on the actual product right now I'm in a store and I'm like, $1.99? It's not a dollar. It's $2. Is it actually $2? So like, if I'm just thinking like, okay, if we're all following this thought process, then hopefully our viewers are too. And like, that's really the goal, right? It's just to get people thinking critically about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It is true. And I mean, you know, an audience, a younger audience and an online audience that 
typically is probably not really savvy towards this stuff or even thinking about it. They're just kind of going, everything's easy. I can order whatever I want to my house from my phone. And I can do that 24 hours a day from wherever I want. And that's what I'm going to do. So it's sort of like, again, this version of street sense sort of came along at a perfect time where there's all these new things that nobody has kept tabs on yet. And nobody was talking about. Uh, all right, we're going to come back and wrap it up with the all new street sense on our roundup panel. We'll be right back right here on inside joke. My name is Janelle Niles, and if you're offended by my material, may the wagons I burn light my way. Now you're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. We're, of course, talking the all-new Street Sense. It is financial literacy, media savviness, entertainment journalism comedy all geared towards an all-new generation and all online which okay by the way it's sort of an elephant in the room but you know always on our panel we have people from the comedy world we have stand-ups actors sketch performers uh and obviously for the last two seasons of this show the pandemic has been looming over everything but people in comedy are naturally sort of cynical and pessimistic that's sort of their job are you sure I know. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. right. And I mean, it's, I'm, I'm so happy to ask the four of you because you know you you exist in this digital realm. You are you're you're aimed at a younger audience, and you, this is sort of an audience we don't get to reach out to a lot on this show. Doing this show, I mean, you know, financially, it's a scary time. It's tough to build a career now. It's coming out of the pandemic. So many industries, it's like impossible to find work. Like everything has changed so much. And it's just a scary, it feels like a scary world we live in. I mean, we're coming out of this two-year-long insane pandemic that none of us ever thought we'd see in our lives. The climate is in terrible shape. There's war, there's protests. I mean, there's a lot of scary, larger-than-life stuff happening right now all at the same time. So this generation is sort of having to figure out how to grow into adulthood and put down some sort of solid foundations when it feels like the world <laughs> is literally on fire. So of course we've had nothing but comedians weighing in on this stuff for the last couple months, which again, right. there's, there's not always a lot of sunshine and rainbows there. <laughs> Doing this show and aimed at the audience you're aimed at. And of course, because you all have sort of this journalism background and you're teaching valuable lessons along with entertaining and talking to a younger audience, does doing this show sort of make you feel more positive about the way things are headed? Does it give you a sense of sort of optimism about this too shall pass, basically? Oh, yeah. This it is does, a yeah. responsibility. Absolutely. I mean, these, these are kids that don't have opportunities that we had, you know, and we're not that much older. And then you mm. go above us. It's just it's a it's a downward slope in in some cases and i think we have a huge responsibility um to to bring light to these subjects and it's really exciting and, and quite an honor if i'm speaking for and myself i really understand even talking to them i think you know they like we said they've grown up experiencing this you know a lot of them finished yeah. high school or in high school middle school during the pandemic have grown up hearing things about the climate this is not new to them this has permeated their childhood and they are organizing. They are intelligent. Yeah. They know about these issues and they know about it. Um, so while I think it is easy to be pessimistic, like I'm there when you were saying the climate crisis and war, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> like I forgot for a moment, I guess. Um, yeah. And they 
they've they're working hard you know they yeah. care and they're doing good good work even like on a personal level for them, like we talked a little bit about earlier about, you know, we're never going to buy a house. And, you know, now the economy yeah. is like something that we've never seen before. But it's also exciting to be able to give them tools and skills to know that, like, it's not all going to be, you know, gray skies. Like eventually, if you if you, you know, sort of apply yourself and apply the skills that you've learned from your life, from street sense, wherever it is, you will be able to figure it out. And will you will live a very you know happy adulthood, exactly. if that makes it's sense. Like, like it's, <laughs> it's nice to provide that that hopeful optimism of like it's not all bad don't worry and we're gonna help you get there exactly because even then it's like waking up every morning and I wake up uh, as a black queer male and go there's a lot of stuff that we got to deal with every day and then I get to but the thing is our audience these teenagers are so smart overall so smart they're just so smart and even just watching the comments watching how they interact watching the things that they ask us to talk about is never stuff that teenage me would have ever even cared about. Oh God, no. But it was like, what? I was like, think budgets. I was like, I don't care. I want to go play soccer. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, talk let's about go to the school play. Talk about yeah. the school play. I don't care about budgets. Yeah, I have a football game. I don't care about budgeting, but now they're like, they're now like, they have, I have to think about it. Class and I have uh, work and extracurriculars, but also I need to budget for my life. It is true. And I mean, it is very refreshing in a way because I think for, you know, for my generation or anybody before me, it's so easy to sort of look at all of this crazy stuff all happening all at once and just let it be this one sort of gray pallor over everything and go and be defeatist and go, well, that's it. The world's screwed. Everything's terrible from this point forward. It's so refreshing to see a show like this where you are reaching out and getting feedback from that audience. And remember the fact that Listen, these are the people who are going to inherit the earth next. These are the people who are going to sort of build the framework of how we can have a good society coming out of all this, because all this is temporary. This is the generation that's going to rebuild us and take us where we need to go next. And there is a lot of hope there. This is all just happening right now. So anyways, I think on the undertone, that is a huge part of what you're all doing, too. Uh, We can talk street sense all day but before we do let our panel go we'll go around find out where we can find you all on social carly we'll throw it to you first great uh if you want to find me on social i'm on instagram at carly thorn c-a-r-l-e-y-t-h-o-r-n-e double e's um and on youtube at uncarly and on tiktok at uber and clonk there we go creo where can we find you yes uh you can find me uh at i am creo on all things all of my socials have the same handle. So just search that. You'll find me talking about something somewhere. There we go. Anisha, <laughs> where can we follow you? Well, after after you follow Street Sense, you can of come course. follow me at uh, everything <laughs> niche on TikTok and everything Anisha on Instagram. I don't post too much, but you might get a an occasional bad trend from me. All right. And Mercedes, where can we find you online on the internets? Tell us that Creo has all the exact same usernames across oh, all his platforms. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but uh, on Instagram, I am at it's Benzy, B-N-Z-Y, embracing that, you know, my name's Mercedes. It is what it is. And uh, on TikTok, <laughs> I'm Sadie Benzy. And then to find Street Sense, we are Street Sense on all platforms. Sense for the uninformed is C-E-N-T-S, Street Sense. We, are, we, go. we love a pun. honestly this game i I feel like this is such a much needed dose of optimism in the middle of all this and it was really refreshing to see this come back and and sort of 
you know, speak to a new generation because I think it is exactly what we need right now. That is our panel. That is our roundup. Don't forget to check out the new Street Sense. Follow them on TikTok. Thank you to our friends at CBC for bringing this back to the air and pulling this talented crew together. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Today's Comedy Rx is a promo for Street Sense. We get this question a lot. What is Street Sense? We want to make money stuff make sense for teens. I was up all night learning everything there is to know. We explore hacks and dupes. This video's got over 17 million views. Just as I suspected. Share budgeting tips. Vote with your dollars. It's called the 80-20 rule. Explain how things work. What's a good credit score? Those things are assets and so much more. I really wanted to bust this hack because I'm a hater. Ready to shop for cruelty-free beauty? What the chip is going on? Being smart about how to earn and spend is a good thing. I love my Squishmallow, but I also love money. What's something you never feel bad spending money on? And remember, hold up. No, no, no. Hold on. In my opinion, no. Use your streets.